Sean Robertson, and you're tuned in to the Big Picture Podcast. Today, we are extraordinarily lucky to have our friend Francois Brouillet, co-founder at Airprint Paris. Uh, bonjour, Francois. Thank you for being with us. Bonjour, Sean. Very nice, very All nice right. for, for me to be with you. Uh, we appreciate it. We appreciate it. We also follow you on social media. Obviously, you've done some amazing work uh, for clubs such as... Uh, Paris Saint-Germain and Leeds and advertisers like uh, Nike and Philips. Tell us, how did you get your start into this amazing thing that is printing with air on grass? Uh, I remember it was five years ago uh, during a golf industry show. Uh, if I remember well, it was in San Diego. Uh, and uh, I, uh, I like to go around and see what's new. And I'm, I'm kind of well open to innovation and i found a small booth with a guy with images on grass and uh i started to discuss with him it was pete davis at the time and uh, he had a concept he has made some uh, proof of concept about printing on grass using a really simple id which was bending the grass and using the natural uh, property of uh, light reflection on grass which makes dark green and uh, deep green and uh, light green sorry so I started to discuss with him and we decided to go forward and push the concept in Europe. Why I decided to go with that and I found that interesting because I have already a big background in sport turf industry. So I know quite well all the stadiums and groundsmen uh, in Europe, mainly in football, but also in rugby. And uh, from there, uh, I saw really an opportunity that we could use uh, the technology into stadiums. There was two ways to use it. Uh, one way uh, was, I would say, the easy way to use it really as an advertising during the non-event days at stadiums, because most of the time, a stadium is used 20 or 25 days a year. And the rest of the time, they try to make money out of it, uh, organizing seminars or exhibitions and things like that. So I thought it was quite a good idea to uh, propose to stadiums another way of uh, getting more revenue. And uh, also, I was also seeing the idea that we could print during a game, which would be like a, a big step in the sport marketing, because if you just look closely in sports, uh, the only surface in a stadium which is not taken by uh, marketing, that's the pitch itself. Like mainly in football, like you, you, you have some logos in rugby, you have some logos in NFL also, where you have right. uh, printing on the field. But for football, uh, there, there is nothing on the grass. Why is it for? That's because print, uh, printing or putting some paint on the grass will damage the quality of the play because the ball would roll a different way and uh, it would harm the players and it would bounce a different way. So that's why it was uh, forbidden. So I saw this opportunity and uh, to make a long story short, we decided uh, with another man, uh, Bertrand Picard, who is also involved in sport turf industry in France to uh, co-found Airprint, trying to uh, expand this technology uh, in, uh, in France and also help it to uh, take a step in this technology to go forward. Well, that's great. We had uh, Pete on a few podcasts ago and uh, he's really, really excited about the technology. Uh, and it's just been amazing to see some of the humongous things that you guys have been able to produce on pitches, not only in the States, 
but in Australia and certainly all over Europe. Uh, tell me, Francois, what has been some of the reaction, not only of the clubs, uh, but of the fans in some of the stadiums in Europe? Oh, uh, so just to make to make something clear, in football, uh, we just have made one printing during a game because uh, now that's totally forbidden by uh, UEFA and FIFA. It might change because we are lobbying a lot, but uh, right now that's not possible. But when, when we've done a game in Leicester City, fans were amazed, happy, delighted. Like all the reaction we got were just positive because we we printed the crest of the club on the on the pitch. And uh, it was during the last game of the season and the fans were like totally delighted. Like it has produced with them like uh, a feeling of belonging to the club and uh, really having their club, their pitch, their stadium. Uh, it was very, very interesting to live and to see. Well, that's fantastic. You know, it's, it's one of the things that excites me, again, being a fan of uh, American football. Uh, you're exactly right. You know, the field is sacred. Uh, the pitch is not to be touched. Uh, they're, they're, I've been lucky enough to be on the ground on a couple of fields across the country, and it's, it's amazing the time and attention and care that is taken to make these things happen. So to go down on that and touch it and produce some gigantic image and yet have it still be in, have the original integrity of the pitch that's expected from the players and the coaches is just an amazing thing. So I'm wondering if that's one of the challenges that you're going to face in getting uh, in front of FIFA, uh, getting this technology accepted by them uh, and, and hopefully to see this, you know, not only in the stadiums, but see this appearing on television programs across the world. That's uh, one of the biggest challenges we have had. Uh, it's going to take a long time because uh, football is a slow lady and uh, it takes time to bring innovation, to have it adopted, to make to have a change and then that to be allowed. Uh, but already we could see that for this institution, we are very interested because they could uh, express the brand on their pitch, not just doing advertising, because I think they, they wouldn't be uh, pro doing advertising. Why for? Because you already have advertising everywhere in stadiums, so we don't want like to add another layer of advertising. But for uh, a competition, being able to put the logo of the competition on a pitch, uh, it represents a really, really high value. Because at the end, uh, what are TV rights? That's the price you give to an event. And uh, an event is a competition. And if a competition can make his image and uh, his uh, story bigger, stronger through our technology, it just increases the price of the TV rights. So they really see a uh, good value in that. Then just, just that's just a matter of time and matter of uh, having the good connections. I could not agree with you more. I think one of the challenges that we face is getting in front of uh, advertisers and agencies uh, and selling this not only as a, uh, an advertising channel, but as a unique one-off, you know, stunning outsized vent, uh, venue that uh, no one else can own. Um, and it's That's going it. to be up to us, I think, to try to sell that sizzle uh, and grow our little successes to, to, you know, climb that ladder to get to the next level. Yeah, and something, something which is very hard to uh, communicate to the people you are talking to, that's the, the feeling you have when you see such an image in a stadium. The, the, the size of the pictures is so big 
that when you are in the stadium, you just like you get involved, you are you are taken by the image, and that's something which cannot be replicated on a picture, or you cannot feel if you're not uh, live really on the event. And I really think that's also something which could be very interesting for all the venues, creating a real live feeling for the spectators not uh, the telespectators because they are behind the TV, they could see that would be very good. But this feeling makes the, the experience of the stadium even more unique. I could not agree with you more, Francois. There's something magical about walking into your team's home stadium where you've got, you know, in some cases, 100,000 fans who are all on your side, wearing your colors, screaming for the same team to win, and then be presented with this titanic image that is just absolutely stunning. And for so many years now, we have not seen much more than a couple of stripes in opposite directions crossing a pitch. Now we've got this technology that not only is clear and crisp and clean, as you said, the size of it is just overwhelming. And I think yeah. it's something that gives the fans another reason to go there, another reason to take their breath away, another reason to be happy that that is their home team. And again, like you said, it's something that you can't just sell by showing on TV. No. It's almost a feeling that you've got to go there. You got to see it for yourself. That's it. That's it. And then to come back on the marketing and advertising aspects, I think outside of stadiums, because I really don't see uh, people catching up. If you would have like a big Coca-Cola logo on the field during a game, I think people would think that's too much. But on the other hand, if you do a big Coca-Cola logo or any big brand, uh, like we've done the Nike brand in uh, PSG, for example, if you can associate the brand with the players on the training ground, for example, it also, that's also very, very powerful for a brand. I and think that's, that's, that's another way we can work with all this technology, uh, which interests a lot uh, all the advertisers. Absolutely correct, because uh, it, it speaks to the importance of the creative um, you said earlier that we don't want to continually bombard our spectators with more and more advertising. That stuff is already there. As a matter of fact, we could argue that a lot of the people that are in the stadiums don't even notice it anymore, barely even look at it. But if you can incorporate a global logo into the team and have a reason for it to be there, that impact grows even, even more. Talk to us, have you had any uh, interesting challenges with designs uh, executing any of the uh, airprint uh, images that you've come across? Yes, we had. Uh, it depends on the pictures. And every time that's a challenge because uh, when customers understand the power of the technology, most of the time they want to do something uh, stunning. And a stunning image requires a lot of design. Because uh, if you want to do a stunning image, like in baseball fields, for example, where you, where you have the players and you can see like everything from the players, you can see uh, their tattoos, you can see everything, then it creates really a stunning image. And creating this image every time is a big challenge because you really need to be uh, focused, but you need to stick on technology to be sure that in bicolor technology, this is going to show up. 
And uh, that's sometimes very challenging. And most of the time we uh, give advices to our customers saying you could do this, but not that. And maybe you should focus on that. And if you want your message to be seen, better to focus on this part or on big letters. Or if you want an image to, to stay better to, uh, to focus on a really already black and white image, which is really, uh, really good. So no, we have, we have faced some challenges. That's how you learn. Yeah, and you're speaking my language. I've spent, uh, well, more years than I'd like to admit to on the creative side of the out-of-home business, and that has always been one of the challenges. And basically, you've just uh, uh, checked off my uh, working list of dealing with clients. You know, big is great. Let's make it huge, but let's also make it readable. Let's yeah. make it visible from a distance. Uh, let's make it a as heroic as possible but it has to be legible. And, you know, the one of the things that I spent my career fighting uh, and losing the hair off the top of my head over is going towards simplicity. And I think uh, simple is better. Uh, bolder and bigger is better. The details, however, with the airprint are just amazing that yeah. we're able to get that kind of thing with bent grass. And so if you can combine a nice, clean, clear, large-scale image with just enough detail that makes it almost photographic, if you will, at that we've scale. Made, we've made some faces which looks like a photography. The former just, president of the French Rugby Federation, when he passed, we've made his face on the pitch. So we had to make like a real big picture. But when you look at it, uh, you have all the details, all the shadows on, the, on his face, uh, everything. I think uh, we are in the, the realm of something that's really, really stunning, that's really, really unique to be able to do these images at scale that have not been seen before, to do it naturally. And uh, Francois, tell us a little bit about how when that image is done, that match has been played, uh, what happens the next day? Oh, that's not the next day. That's that's something I really like uh, when you play a game on the on the image we do. The image is fading. The more you're playing on that, the, the more it's fading. So uh, the thing I like is that at the beginning of the game, that's stunning for people. They just see the image. But then uh, they concentrate on the game. They do not concentrate anymore on the image because the image is still here, but it's fading and fading slowly, slowly. Uh, you can still see it at the end of the game, but that's not striking you. So you could really right. concentrate on the game. And that's something I really like in this technology. That's uh, okay. It's fading a little bit, but it doesn't take the, the place of the star of the day, which is the game. That's a very good point. I mean, uh, we, we want that image to be striking and stunning and knock you over the head when you walk into the stadium. And when you're watching your team warm up, get ready for the match to start. But when the match starts, it's almost as if you don't need that image to be forefront yeah. anymore. Let it be there. Let it live its natural life. Enjoy the, enjoy the game. At the end of the match, you've still got a, a remnant of it. And you've added another level of experience that most fans don't have a chance to get when they go to a, a stadium to see a game. So this is exciting stuff for us. Tell me, what is unique uh, that you see happening, coming our way on the horizon? I know we're in the midst of a pandemic and a lot of our fans just have not had a chance to be exposed to this yet. 
but I have a feeling that big things are coming. I have a feeling that uh, this technology is going to be shared more and more. Um, are you excited about what's happening uh, possibly in the future? I am. I am. I am. And I'm working for that for five years. So I just hope that uh, all our efforts could go through. But I have to say, on the other hand, that we really see now, um, I could see that, a split in the business. On one side, we have the advertising in non-TV events, which is working well. Right. So we can have advertising or we can have uh, tributes also. We've done a lot of tributes for people uh, who just passed away. Uh, so this is, this is quite good and quite, uh, quite exciting and it is working well. But on the match side for us, on the football side, uh, we, need, we need to uh, have the regulation change so we could step to another level and be on TV because that's where uh, most of the customers, like most of the football clubs, I would say, see the value. Exactly right. And again, uh, getting, getting us in front of not only the, the football clubs, the organizations, the approvals of the uh, turf managers and groundskeepers and all the rest of it, I think, and maybe you can agree with me or not, the revenue stream for this is going to be the big ticket advertisers. It's going to yes. be the advertising agencies. It's going to be uh, that side of the business and marketing uh, to those guys, getting them excited about this is going to be a challenge for us in the short run because until we can get that sizzle on the ground, until we can share with these people what can be done more and more, and until we can get uh, fans back in the seats, it's going to be a challenge for us in the short run. But perhaps this is time for us to, you know, continue to get the technology wired in to uh, yes. continue. And to practice. I think that's also an opportunity, maybe, maybe for uh, for clubs making a gift to their fans when they're going to come back to the stadiums. That's something interesting for them. I think that's a definite uh, re uh, uh, path that we want to go down. I think welcome back fans. I think welcome back sport. I think uh, messages, thank you to healthcare workers and yes. first responders to getting us through this. Thank you for the vaccine makers. Thank you, pharma. You know, so many different opportunities that uh, could be exploited. Uh, it's just going to be up to us to stay the course, uh, to stay positive, to keep this technology going. And uh, again, to continue to be excited about the future. Francois, you were mentioning the success of uh, large-scale images on pitches and stadiums around France and around Europe. Are you looking at other sports venues, things like rugby or cricket or who knows what else? Yes, you can. Like you can take stadiums. As uh, I talked to, I talked a lot about stadiums because that's the field I know very well. But as long as you have a large grass area, you can print on this. Then uh, that's a matter of having uh, an event around that. But for example, uh, last summer we were close to do a print for uh, Tour de France, and they wanted to print uh, like not the Tour de France, but uh, uh, some advertisers wanted to print uh, on the pitch because uh, they knew that it would be filmed from an helicopter, so they could see it. Finally, for a logistical reason, we couldn't do it. But as long as you have a grass area. And you can see it from uh, an angle or from the sky, then you have no limit to your creation and your imagination. So for an advertiser, I think that's something which is very exciting because you can do any image, any size, anything, any message, uh, as long as you get some grass. 
So, and that's natural because uh, even even if you don't play with it on it, as we were mentioning, like the players walking on a, on an, an image after three or four days, the image will fade out also. So that's totally ecological. So you can play on this aspect saying, okay, we are printing, we are doing marketing, but that's 100% ecological. We are just blowing air. So there is no, uh, no harmness to the environment. And, uh, and you can do something which is striking, unseen, uh, unbelievable. So that's, that's, that's one of the big potential of the, the technology we haven't uh, unlocked yet. But so I hope it's coming. Well, that is amazing. If, if we can look at a future where we're talking about potentially going and producing stunning, overwhelming, humongous graphics on the side of the raceway of the Tour de France, I can't imagine any advertiser or any brand or anyone who wants to get their message out there who would not be excited about jumping at this opportunity, this type yes. of technology. And not only that, this environmentally sound, um, completely you know, chemical-free uh, way of doing it. And at the end of the event, it naturally just, it just fades away. Yeah, we could also, we could also imagine like uh, in racing tracks, because most of the time you have grass inside or outside racing tracks, and uh, we could do it also for uh, car racing. Like you said, if there's grass nearby and if you can see it from an angle and if you can see it from a helicopter and if you can see it from a television camera, uh, AirPrint is something you definitely want to be aware of. Francois Bruyet, co-founder, AirPrint Paris. Let me say in my horrible French, merci beaucoup. It's been a pleasure to speak with you. <laughs> and we thank you so much for being part of the Big Picture Podcast. I'm Sean Robertson. I've been your host. And we'll, we'll see you out there again soon. Cheers. Thank you, Sean.